Ed Boyan. Robert here from MTG Cast. I'm here with Ari Lax. Let's describe what happened today. Uh, first of all, uh, we discussed earlier the 26 match streak is over, but yeah, but we are now 8-1, yeah. which means day two. What did you run into today, and what did you like or dislike what you're playing against? Um, so my first round was against the mono red artifact Colossal Phoenix caught control deck uh, from I believe it was a couple star cities back. Uh, that matchup I actually think is really rough for a Cowboy. Uh, I was able to get my opponent because he had Valakut in his deck, and I Tectonic Edge did game three and locked him out on mana. And game two, I think I just got sword active and he died. Standard everyday Cowboy stuff. But uh, game one, I was just I spell pierce. I tried to play around Koth and got Molten Tail Master Sword. Uh, the matchup's pretty rough. I felt like I played it pretty well there. Next round was Blue Black Poison. Uh, Game one, he basically lost strictly because he had Batmother over Skipbricks in his deck. I was able to get in that, so that ended up easily. And then game two, he just didn't do anything and died, basically. Uh, I played against two Cowblade decks in a row after that. One three-color that I was able to beat with Tectonic Edge, which is pretty typical for the mirror. And I lost to Josh Uter Layton in the mirror. Um... Like, in retrospect, I realized I messed it up. The matchup's very skill-intensive when both play, like, whoever's on the play, if they go Mystic, pass, Spell Pierce up with Put in the Sword, it's just over, basically. But if that doesn't happen, there's a lot of play and a lot of options, because all your spells are cheap and instants, and there's a lot of, you know, equipping, do I play Jace, what ability. So that's really interesting to play out. I think I made a mistake, and it involves overvaluing Jace Valerian, but we'll see. And then uh, the red, blue, green uh, on the back of Oust game two, and beat another, I uh, beat Valakit, another ramp style deck with Oust again. Uh, they've all been moving towards more creatures because of Spell Pierce, I think, but Oust just demolishes them then. Uh, you have this issue where. You know, you play Lotus Cobra, they oust it, you draw it in two turns, you play two lands out of your hand, what do you do with it? It's kind of a deck card. Then. What I saw what you're doing is you were uh, ousting his embattlements, his uh, overgrown embattlements. It, it was interesting, you just kept clearing the path, you kept pecking away at two. Now, you always made sure you held back enough to be able to cast the Spell Pierce or the Oust. It seemed like you were holding the sword back. What was the theory behind keeping the sword in hand and not yeah. casting it early? Uh, they have nature's plane specifically with the card I was worried about, and you ended up casting it, actually, when I got the sword the first time. And lightning bolt sometimes, too. And if I just overextend with the sword and they kill my guy, I can just lose when they untap a titan. But if I just wait it out, there'll be an opportunity where they either have to cast a titan, I counter it, and I get all the value out of my spells, or they pass back and I just put the sword in and get to equip and try and attack the next turn. I was curious about that because I saw, like I said, I've, I've been seeing a lot today wandering around watching the people that people will constantly not leave any mana back. They're constantly extending themselves to zero or one, and they're not holding spell pierces in their hand, and they're leaving options out. They're making mistakes by not giving themselves options against their opponent. Yeah, that was one of the first things I was, like, when I first started playing the deck, I was losing a lot, so just thinking I was going to get there and then losing what I didn't. Um, there are some times where you just, you know, you assume they have nothing and you go for it, but if you have the option otherwise and you can, you know, have a reasonable plan of, you know, countering all their stuff or actually playing other spells that protect your, like, establishes your board state better before you start swarming them, 
it's often better, uh, especially if you know if you don't get the hit in, there's a chance that you might lose. Something like Jace. Um, it's really important against the uh, ramp matchups not to just assume that you're going to hit because. I mean, unless they have absolutely nothing, which is you just go for it and hit them and they die. Well, now that you're 9-1, and I don't know how many XOs there are. There didn't seem to be uh, maybe one or a couple, a handful. The, what's your uh, plan of attack for day two? Keep winning. Uh, if I play the mirror, make sure we play extremely fast and don't draw. Um, I think a draw is just killer in this event at this point because the draw bracket is going to be flooded with Hawblade. And once you start drawing, even if the players in the draw bracket might be weaker because they, they you know, overthink their plays, don't really know what's going on and don't have the ability to just make the decisions fast, they're going to start taking up all your time and you're going to go to time and more and just draw yourself out of the event, which is not where you want to be at all. So where do you think it's going to take to make top eight? Um... X2 or X2-1. My plan is literally just to sit down every round and crush my opponent. So, that, that's my... I've done it before. I'll do it again, I guess. <laughs> well, it seems like every time I came around you, you were filling out two O-slips. Uh, the one time the one time I turned around and I was watching Martel's match, that was the one with Josh. So, yeah. it seemed like it was 2 was prevalent, at least the ones that I was overwatching you early on. So, I don't think that should be too big of a problem. You did the... I, lost, I lost one to the red back. I lost one to red, blue, green. I took Josh to three games, and I just two of the Valakid player. Um, I'm feeling like a day ago I wasn't even playing this. Like I'd never played a game with this deck in a constructed tournament. Uh, so I picked it up yesterday and just sort of played it a bunch. Watched people who were good playing it. Playing it. Uh, talked to Sam Black a bunch this morning. Who uh, I'm not gonna lie, Sam Black has been one of the biggest. Like he helped me in Seattle with fairies and gave me good plans. He helped me here, gave me good plans for the mirror. Uh, he's been. In retrospect, like a lot of the times I've done well, he's been pretty helpful whenever I come up to him and talk to him last time. I've noticed that lately too that a lot of the times you guys don't have the deck in mind until the event. It seems weird, and I brought this up earlier with uh, uh, Christian that it's it, I equate it to like a football game. If you're walking out on the field and the coach says, "Okay, here's your game plan, go," and it's weird in Magic because of the technical skill. You almost can literally just walk with the deck and play with it. You need a little startup time. It took me about eight to ten hours straight of like watching Hallblade mirrors and playing the deck and everything to really feel like I was proficient with it. Uh, and by proficient, I mean strong enough to keep winning. Probably, probably proficient would be a good word to use. Uh, sometimes it takes a lot longer. Uh, like fairies and storm. When I played those decks, like fairies took me a couple of weeks and storm took me about a month of like, actually just hammering out the details to get it to work. Um, and it's kind of weird because I don't usually go into events expecting to switch decks, but I came in, I was like, I'm going to play Callblade or Blue-Black, maybe switch to Rog, maybe play Mono-Red. Uh, and at 9 a.m. yesterday, I played two games of Blue-White Callblade versus Blue-Black, got demolished, and I was just like, I'm sick of this, I'm not losing to Spell Pierce. I'm going to play uh, Blue-White. I started trying no Spell Pierce, someone told me they were insane, I watched a bunch of Mirror matches, it was right, so switched that in and just... Played a very generic list of everyone has the same deck, basically. So, Well, this is a good start, obviously. 9-1, no complaints. 8-1, I'm sorry. 8-1, no complaints. Uh, if uh, you win it all, obviously I will be... I'll still be here, hopefully, as long as my ride doesn't leave without me. I have to drive, go back to Austin before I fly back. And... Uh, 
like to get you again, especially if you win. Okay. So, but again, I appreciate your time. Again, congratulations. I know the streak ended, but you know what? I am perfectly fine. Eight one. <laughs> Twenty six is a number that I think people are going to be hard pressed to try and match on that. I even asked, if the record's kind of you know irrelevant bragging rights. I asked I asked Bill Stark about that. He goes, he knows no one that had that number yeah. ever. Yeah. And and Bill's like an encyclopedia. Now, if I had Brian David Marshall here, I'm sure Kai might have done it or something like yeah. that back in the day. Back, back in the day when yeah. there was like three people at a Grand Prix, you might win all yeah. of them in a row. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, again, I thank you for your time, and we'll hopefully seeing you tomorrow on the top eight. Yeah. Hope so, too.